0: you're listening to everyday creative people i'm your host dina adrians and this podcast is for the doers dreamers and makers of the world for anyone who wishes they had more time and freedom to play who struggles with creative blocks for who's trying to figure out how to make a living while making art i'm here to stumble through the madness by your side once you finish listening to today's show please take a moment to subscribe to future episodes and rate the podcast leave a comment and tell a friend it will really help me out you can also join the community over in the Creative Playground Facebook group after the show and find all the show notes at dinaadriance.com slash ECPPodcast. Now settle in, get comfy, and enjoy the show. My guest today on Everyday Creative People is Tomislav Tom Benzon, who is a musician and really kind of multi-talented creative, I think, who was originally Croatian and grew up in Serbia uh, and sort of had to leave when the war happened. There's a whole story there, which we will get into together. But Tom has really had quite a career dabbling in film and music and combining the two, and UK, and LA, and Croatia, (laughs) Serbia, (laughs) all over the place. So welcome, Tom, to
1: Everyday wow. Creative People. <laughs> well, hi, then? wow, well, I would love to meet this person, you know, you really, you bigged me up so much that I really want to meet this guy, you know, it
0: sounds like fun. <laughs> well, you know, uh, it's, uh, it's who you are.
1: <laughs> well, I guess, you know, when you when you say, say it like that, it kind of makes my day, you know, okay, I didn't waste all this time, really, you know, it's like kind of, you know, I guess you, you know, it's very, very... Um, it's a great uh, and you uh, know beginning of the show, I guess.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Introduction. <laughs> well, and I mean, you don't downplay what you do because you've worked with some very big name people. Um, I yeah. mean, just looking at your bio, I'm seeing Jack Savaretti, Angelina Jolie, Johnny Depp. Um, there's yeah, big some big things there.
1: Yeah, you know, like this is what what you know. I guess. Life of a kind of rambling man, like Hank Williams (laughs) song. It's like you know, it's all all this unpredictability, you know, and things that you don't know. Like future is unwritten, and I guess if you Mm -hmm. if you let yourself go, if you you know, if that kind of escape from from security, and if if you take risks. Of course, based on the fact that you probably have some talent and some charisma and whatever it takes to be a musician and you know, in, in movies and all this, then I guess yeah, you have pretty good chances to you know to get somewhere. I don't know if I can mm, call it that. Yeah.
0: Okay. So before we go down that rabbit hole, let's back up for a sec. A second. So, um, so you your your primary instrument in, uh, origin, initially was a guitar. Is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah, guitar is my first instrument. Yeah, yeah. and yeah.
0: how what? How old were you when you started playing?
1: Yeah, it's, it's actually quite late for, for a lot of people who are professional musicians. I started this in my high school. Uh, it was like, um, you know, I knew only a couple of chords. Uh, and it was a high school uh, big gig, you know, concert. My t- music teacher, was, she was an old punk rocker. And she wanted to make uh, all these big concerts. So she said, whoever has a band, bring me a tape. I want to listen to it. And then, you know, it's a big competition. So I didn't waste time. I actually gathered the... You a know, group of people from I knew from town, they were like older than me and they're all like known musicians. And, and it was kind of rockabilly kind of scene in the 1950s, 60s rock and roll. And I was into that back then a lot. And so, so yeah, I was brave enough to approach these guys and say, listen, I, I want to make this band for this gig and blah, blah, blah. And it happened at the end and we kind of won, We not kind of, we won at the competition. <laughs> and that was my entrance to music world. We got like a free studio time and a big concert. And, wow. you know. That and kind of projected knew, at me. That,
0: at that point, you literally knew a few chords on the guitar. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and I knew literally like three, three or four chords. But everybody else in the band was much better than me. And I guess they just saw something. That, okay, so I kind of was this kind of catalyst, you know, mm. to put these people together and to make this band, which kind of changed all of our lives, you know. Mm. I can, I'll tell you that later how. and what. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, well, so, and then... Uh, I think just a few years later was when you found yourself needing to leave Serbia or or yeah. what? That was the, can you tell me the story of that?
1: Yeah, it was this really unfortunate and sad days and years, you know, in Balkans, especially in ex Yugoslavia when the war started. So, you know, you have like a careless, little, nice, beautiful childhood. You know, you're hanging out with your friends, you know, you're being kicked out of schools and stuff, <laughs> playing rock and roll and stuff. You know, and all, you know, of, of course, that that age was like 18. People you know start their finishing high school and they 're thinking what they 're going to study in normal countries, but back in Balkans, which is like you know it became a warfield literally overnight, so without even knowing you know you know we realize that we are actually being chased by you know we 're going to end up in a, being drafted and taken to war fields so that that band that sounded so nice and innocent was actually our big ticket to run away from that. The whole thing into the big world, and it, it happened. You know, we had a manager who was in Switzerland, and literally day before military police came to my door to send me to, you know, into the war. Uh, we managed to to, to escape to, to Zurich, and that's. Wow. And the rest of, some, half of the band is still there 25 years after with oh, their wow. families and their their own lives. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So just because of a little demo band. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so wait, so how exactly did that escape happen? Like you just arranged for, mm. your manager was able to arrange for some gigs you, and, and... Yeah, sort of. Results, it was...
1: Or? You know, those days are really, really chaotic. And so you could have really, if was all about who you know, and if so, I'm talking about bigger problems than, you know, uh, booking gigs and all that, that was like, you know, it's a walk in a park. I'm talking about the issues like how are we going to get passports? How are we going to manage to escape? Literally. So lucky enough, uh, we had some connections you know, another guitar player's father was the one who literally brought passports to the guys who were already in the military, so who were, you know, literally being chased by by the military police. Mm. He, he just brought the passports to them and said, "Just sign," you know, and that was it. So, so yeah, like literally day after we left, you know, they were they were probably being arrested by them because they were desperate for for young people because nobody wanted to go to the war, really, you know, especially in a big town like Belgrade, you know. So yeah,
0: mm.
1: so that's how yeah that's initially how it happened and yeah we came to Switzerland and uh, we had we had gigs but you know Switzerland and Switzerland is not really a place for for a rock and roll band you know <laughs> it's, it's I don't know how much you guys know you know Europe and it's a beautiful country and it's like a fairy tale land you know way, way. it's like being in a chocolate country or something you know it's all very nice and sterile and everything's on time you can you know adjust your clock just by yeah it's not really a very rock and roll
0: sort of vibe
1: it's not really rock and roll exactly (laughs) especially for 18 19 year old boys you know Mm. so i didn't last long there i think it took me about three years to kind of go away again you know Mm. so yeah
0: were you able like at that point were you making all of your money off of your music or like
1: no really back then honestly I, I mean we did have a lot of gigs and i remember kind of becoming a manager myself because the manager's job didn't really satisfy us you know we didn't want to wait for him like in the house like a sardine mm. six of us sleeping and waiting for a manager to come home and tell us when and where we're going to play so i just took the whole thing in my hands and I just went around town and booked like a whole lot of gigs. You know, it was, it was those days, it was like a tape and a press pack. And, you know, I would go literally from pub to pub, from club to club and say, of course, we had to change it a little bit and say that we are half, half of the band is American and da, da, da. Because if you we were going to say, if I was going to say we're from where we were, they would say, oh, you're probably going to bring some Kalashnikovs and bombs instead of guitars, you know, mm. it's pretty bad reputation back then. So, you know, you had to kind of make it up a bit nice. It's a make-up it.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. So that that was those beginnings, you know. But really, I mean,
0: that's that's very. uh, It sounds like you really were had had to be very sort of scrappy, just doing whatever you could do to make things. Oh
1: yes, totally. I mean, you know, all of a sudden you realize that what's what's your other option to go home and, and you know into what like hundred percent inflation you know no people not yeah. having enough to, to barely buy a bread uh and then you know not to mention that my my own personal situation where, you know with my mom being a, you know being a journalist i'm not even if she's alive or dead at the time because she was reporting from sarajevo which was like you oh. know sheltered for four years and she avoided being killed a couple of times literally by pure luck, you know, it's wow. amazing. So, yeah, it was total chaos. And then after three years I left and then in the meantime we moved to Croatia. So that was my next, my next, you know, step was Croatia and being a full-time musician finally, because uh, I joined a very popular Croatian band called Coyote, like Coyotes, Coyote, which was like a main band, like one of the main Croatian bands. And it was like, you know, I became a sort of a pop uh, a rock star you know, back home. So, well, it was my new home, if you want to say. So it.
0: this was a band that existed previously and had a reputation and then you were able to come in and join them?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I saw them on TV. I came to Croatia and I said, this is the only band. Well, I, I, there was lots of like rock bands and kind of garage and all. And there were two bands I really like. One was called Maike, Mothers, and they're still playing. They're amazing. And the other one, Coyote. Yeah. And I said, this is the band I want to play with. And I think it didn't take me more than three or four months to join them <laughs> mm. and to kind of make them take me, persuade him to, you know, to make, take me on a guitar. So they now got back together, actually. They, they did the best, best off and uh, they're doing well. and They're playing again. So, yeah.
0: Wow. Wow. Okay. So tell me something. So from the time that you sort of uh, formed this, this impromptu band to enter this competition in high school, to the mm-hmm. time that you joined this um, sort of more established Croatian band, how many right. years was that? Uh, oh that six. this is when i
1: talk about it and when i think about it you know this these year that seems like forever but now when i think about it we left belgrade in 93 and i joined koety in 96 so th- that was like hardly 3 4, four years you know
0: hmm. and how long uh so wait so you left belgrade in 93 and was that the same year that you had formed that band or or
1: uh, well the band from it was the, i made in my high school was in 98 yeah or we started, yeah, okay, and then so, so the band, years, yeah. Then you left, Two, and then yeah.
0: three more years, and yeah. you joined this other bigger band.
1: Yeah, exactly, which was like we toured with uh, with Faith No More, we toured with Pogues. We too, you know, it was like, uh, you know, we, we, we had three albums out and it was like one of these bands, like we were like, let's say record Chili Peppers of Croatia. So you yeah. Know, like a yeah. like poster boy band, you know, like every girl had a power poster. In Peru, you know?
0: so, <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. So, okay, so, so you basically went from like, I know a few chords. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm a member of this like major rock band uh, in a matter of five or six years
1: yeah actually yeah and also in between yeah we're doing all kind of, everything i could to kind of you know get better you know like, yeah you know,
0: yeah so how like tell me about what what were the things that you were doing to to get better in that time period
1: well i guess you know uh, i was always open to different styles and meeting I'm, I'm very sociable so for example just to go back a couple of years i was in switzerland i would meet like people who were there in their major established rock bands you know? so they kind of you know so we would do like an experimental band on you know, side like a kind of of B-movies, soundtrack music, or from the 60s, or this and that. So, you know, just collaborate, collaboration with different musicians and from different styles of music, you know, it kind of brings you a kind of, you know, this variety, you know, yeah. different spice, you know, and flavors. So, I guess that kind of, when I came to Croatia, I brought a bit of something different, you know. And, of course, I had this garage guitar, which is, Nobody had a great guitar in Croatia back in the 90s, you know. It was, a, and that's like a Rolls Royce among guitars, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was my my big, you know, pride and joy, I guess. So yeah, and the, you know, Croatia. Then playing with Croatia and touring with all these bands. Then I realized, real, real music industry really kind of it was like a little proper, you know, introduction into it, into that world, you know. Yeah. Until then, it was like kind of semi-professional, if you want to call
0: it. So even so, when you were in this like major. This, this more well known band. Mm-hmm. Was there ever a point at which, I guess, at what point in your career did you feel like you were really able to shift into uh, making all of your income from your creative work?
1: Oh, yes. Uh, especially, you know, this is, I'm talking pre internet time. So yeah. that's where, that's very interesting because back then, I remember, you know, end of the year, you know, I'm receiving internet my internet
0: time. It's like ancient yeah, history. It
1: sounds like ancient <laughs> history. But you know, we live in interesting times because we kind of know the world before yeah. and after. We're yeah. one of the rare general, one only couple of generations that kind of witnessed this old world, right? So, and this old world, you know, selling albums was still was real. You know, you know, even in a little country like Croatia, okay. And, when countries around, when we would tour around it, like, but still that market is not wasn't that big anymore. because still like you know from airplay, from you know you I would receive enough money from royalties, but performance rights, and from gigging. You know, just to have it as my major profession, of course. That was, you know, that that was clear by then. I didn't have to be uh, on the side delivering Chinese food or being a painter and decorator, which I was in Switzerland, you know. And then at night I would go playing gigs. So in Croatia, it actually became my profession, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you you mentioned that, uh, you know, you were sort of spending as much time as you could uh, just playing with different musicians from different backgrounds to sort of expand your musical repertoire, like mm. apart from, from that, just like putting in the sheer work of, of um, practicing your craft, uh, right. what would you say was the secret to your success?
1: Um Well, if you know if it's really a success, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks, it's it sounds nice. know I, no, mean, I to, think to get to a yeah, where you're able to make all.
0: Of your, I know. Your creative I know
1: business. what you're saying. Yes, it is. It is. You're right, and it is. I often felt privileged thinking about there's so many amazing musicians out there, you know, that I can really say hats off, guys, you know, this is my, and they are not, they're, they can't make their living out of playing music. And, and that's, that's reality, especially in these days, in day and age. So I guess the secret was, and is, uh, kind of, I would call it, uh, well, I wouldn't call it, that's a whole science behind, which I didn't know. It's called law of, it's a law of attraction. You know, it's the secret. And when I was telling my friends how I would approach people and how things that I used to dream about could actually become a reality at time you know quite often actually i know it sounds like you know uh, it could sound pretentious but it really did you know i think it was you know just that kind of thing that you know you focus on a thing and it's not like a plan you have it's not like something that you plan or it's just that you want it so much that there's no if there's only i'm going to be there i want to do it you know mm, yeah, you yeah. kind of visualize it that, you know you see yourself there you see this band and you kind of see, the, see yourself in them and you already start t- talking to your, your friend around it. You you hope that you're going to be part of it, you know, and you see yourself there and it becomes true. You don't, you know, it's just important that you don't doubt yourself, hmm. you know, that's that's the most important thing. Now, obviously, you know, you have to have some results so otherwise you're just being stupid, I guess. But yeah, I think, yeah, if, yeah. You, if, you, if, you, if you, you know, believe in it as much as you really can and put all your focus on it, energy you know good faith I think that's that's the secret
0: hmm. okay so speaking of not doubting yourself wasn't there a story where there was a band that needed a bass player and you had never played the bass before and you were like yeah I can do that <laughs> and learned how to play it in two days yeah.
1: <laughs> yes yeah you probably saw it somewhere online yeah, learned, learned it. yeah that's that's famous well famous it became like a story you know and it really happened now I came to London after my migration, my 10 years I spent in Croatia and, you know, it was fun to play and like experience that kind of rock star status. Um, so yeah, coming to a big world now. I'm, back, I'm coming to a Mecca for musicians, for, for Europe, you know? Yeah. And it's London, you know? And I just decided to be there, go there. I applied for a study of filmmaking and I was working like, uh, you know, my like very hard. I worked in guitar shops and worked in the first couple of months. and. I met a guy called Sonny West, who's uh, you know who was one of my heroes when I was a teenager. We had his records, and he also worked with Morrissey at the time with everyone. But so, and I just met him at his restaurant, and I said, "Hey, man, you know I love your work. You know, do you need a guitar player? I'm a guitarist." And He said, "Hey, nice to meet you." He said, "No, but I'm I'm just making a new band, and I need a double bass player. Can you play double bass?" I'm like, "Yeah, of course." which I was a complete lie. I mean, I couldn't, I never touched double bass in my life. <laughs> you know, I mean, I always admired double bass players and admired that, you know, impressive, gorgeous instrument, but I never really played it prior to day out. Well, that very day, I, as soon as he said that, he said, as soon as I told him, I, I'm actually a double bass player, he said to me, he invited me for an audition and that was going to be in three days in the studio so i didn't waste time i actually i called my friend i borrowed a double bass and i had no sleep for three days three nights <laughs> i had drank lots of coffee uh, took lots of um, Bible, red bulls <laughs> <stuff> <laughs> just to kind of stay awake and yeah I, you know my fingers were bleeding and i kind of managed to pass the audition and that there goes next 10 years in london being professional double bass player and, touring half of the world.
0: you literally didn't sleep for three days?
1: Yes, three days. No sleep, just playing this double bass, you know, transforming guitar uh, scales and tone notes and everything from guitar to this big of double bass, you know, and... I went for the audition and guys, guys kind of realized that I'm not really full on, but they saw the passion, they saw the ability and they, mm. they, you know, we practice and I had my first gig on double bass after two weeks, you know, so wow. in, in Soho, London, Soho, you know, down to, in a really cool uh, rock and roll club called St. Moritz. So yeah, it was, it was a beginning, you know, and yeah, yeah that. <laughs> so it just proves that everything is, can be possible, you know. Things like you know, yeah. Just,
0: when you really set your mind to it, I mean, that's major dedication. It when is. It really is. Three days.
1: Yes, <laughs> it like, is major. A
0: little bit borderline crazy, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: is a maybe but a bit pathology in there, you know. I'm, I'm sure you know, you know more about it than I do, but yeah. <laughs> What can I do? You got to be crazy, right?
0: (laughs) Okay, so so in all of this, like yes, there's like seriously some major dedication here, but also it it sounds like there's just a lot of when you listen to your story, it's a lot of like oh yeah, I just did this and then this happened and then I connected with this person and like next thing I knew I had a gig, and it sounds so easy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Apart from the fact that you you know didn't sleep for three days. Uh, into your <laughs> but but tell me about like what I imagine it must have been hard <laughs> at times yes um, so talk to me about the hard stuff like what was what 's like one of the biggest challenges that you faced as as in pursuing this career
1: right, well, you know the thing is you know you the things that happen after this they will i 'm going to get to the end to your answer uh, basically. Uh, you know with this this instrument kind of propelled me into real passion being like on a, almost top of the world from from my perspective you know like you know from touring with with, with Jules Holland and playing Roland out of the hole uh, sold out Royal out of the hole you know play a big, then I joined Savoretti's band you know being number one on u k top charts you know playing like on daily basis on BBC radio and TV and so you know kind of that thing you know kind of bring it makes you after a while a bit blasé not blasé but you kind of Mm. take it for granted Mm. right you kind of think this is it you know you know living this kind of life and you know move to Notting hill I in a better much better neighborhood and you know things kind of and then uh, the biggest challenge was, yeah, of course, there was Angelina Jolie and working with her on a film, and there was also an Oscar nomination with Lucinda Bell for a, a movie called uh, For No Good Reason with Johnny Depp about Ralph Steadman. It was a long list nomination, but still, it was nomination in two thousand and thirteen, I guess. The, so yeah, with all this kind of you know uh, things just piling up one on top of each other. The, Top of each other, it was really kind of you know making you feel good and what you do. And double bass became my main instrument, you know, back then. And at one point, it was like a, a voodoo, like a, a chain of really bad luck. Like you know, I got hit by a truck. uh You know, sp- split up with uh, with my girlfriend, my fiance, and my mom. My mom died. Uh, lost my band. Lost my flat. Nothing hell. And so, yeah, the biggest challenge was to come back, mm. to come back, uh, being alive, quote, you know, so-called, and, being, and to come back into the whole thing. It took me a while, took me a couple of years, really, and that's, I guess, that was a challenge, you know, believing that we're, you know, in this, you know, not, not doubting that I'm, maybe, that my time was gone, that that was, that was it, that I experienced the heights like this, you know, I went as high as I could. And now it's just too hard to get back because, you know, the momentum might have been gone and lost, you know, it's Mm -hmm. very tricky. And I at some points, of course, I had doubts. And and, but, you know, then I decided to kind of come to America and to start all over. I mean, you know, but things that you I still have and I will always have is what you say. It's It's my CV that's written behind me. And a kind of sort of a guarantee for whoever want to take me to play with or whatever I want to do these things happened and this experience and albums that I've done and movies that music for they're all behind me so i guess it's a yeah it's a big learning curve and it's a it's a sort of a life story I would I kind of sometimes think I should start writing down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, honestly, your life sounds like a movie. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, I guess.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's the thing that needs to happen at some point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, um, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: but you, so you said you um, You were in a big uh, motorcycle accident, was that right?
1: Yeah, it wasn't such a big one, I, well, you say, I mean, I got hit by a truck, but it wasn't like uh, on a highway or anything, it was in the middle of London town in Camden, uh, the guy was doing the wrong U-turn, he saw me, I saw him and he started going backwards and hit me, the motorcycle fell on top of me and I broke my foot and I broke my, I broke my left left uh, thumb, and my, so I couldn't, I was on crutches. My good friend Elisa Lasovsky, and hello to her. She's an actress from from mm-hmm. London. You uh, can see her in Game of Thrones and uh, in Versailles. Mm. So, anyway, she, she took care of me, and she put, you know, I stayed at her place until my foot healed up, to, to, for me to go back to Belgrade and to my old friends, uh, to, who were looking after me and who, like you know, helped me heal up and my soul heal up along with my muscles and and bones, and, you know to Mm. slowly start getting back into music again. Yeah.
0: So were you, I I imagine there was a period of time where you couldn't play an instrument because you said your your thumb was broken?
1: Yes, I couldn't play. I I was on crutches. I was, yeah, my thumb on my left hand was broken. So I could not take a guitar at all. Lucky enough, you know, that my bones and and everything healed up quite fast, very fast actually. Mm. So, but you know, it wasn't, that wasn't the major issue. The main issue was, coming back to London and trying to catch that train, you know, that was actually, that was gone. You know, people moved on. Everybody is, re- is replaceable. And, you know, I heard learned the hard way. I came there and they were like, oh, nice to see you. You know, you know mm-hmm. we moved on. We got another double bass player here. We have another, another guys doing the soundtrack over here. And, you know, so yeah. I would just tell like, yeah. wow, I need to, I need to catch, catch up with all these things now. You know, but, uh, and then the Brexit, Brexit happened. Mm. UK leaving European Union. Right. So yeah, in my life in Belgrade, I can yeah, I got back to Belgrade after 20 something years and spent two years over there, two and a half years. ago got engaged with a Serbian girl and I lived there for but it wasn't it. I played with a great band there as well. Quite, they were one of the top bands on a they play Can Americana and we toured around Europe. So I got back into music, but still it was that wasn't enough for me, you know. After being on, uh, in London and touring half of the world, and you know seeing all these things, I felt a bit like spoiled for for going mm. back to such a small place, you know.
0: Hmm.
1: And it didn't it didn't satisfy me, I guess. You know? Yeah. So that was that was a it was a tough peri- period, you know. And you know I'm still kind of recovering actually, but yeah, <laughs> things are going going okay, I guess.
0: Yeah. So what? Um... I mean, what has enabled you to, to push through the moments of doubt?
1: You know, I think friends, g- close friends are a big, big uh, a push. You know, they're a big help. Somebody who, who loves you, you know, somebody who cares, and, in, 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 you know, people who are there with you, for you and with you in, certain, in every kind of situations, in good and bad. You know, uh, so close friends. You know, my mom, until she passed away, was my biggest... Friend, and you know, and she, you know, so I guess these people who kind of remind you of who you are in the moments of mm-hmm. doubt in these kind of dark hours again, yeah, you know, remind you of your qualities because everybody has this. As much as I can brag how you know, with the you know law of attraction, how perfect it was, well, it wasn't, you know, there's always there were beautiful moments and some amazing things, that but again, that there, there was a there were really more there were lots of moments where I said, and I believe that. That I might never go back to that same level of, of success. Hmm.
0: It's interesting. You, you brought up again this this um, idea of the law of attraction. Um, right. And, and it sounds like for you, the the sort of principles of the law of attraction were almost second nature from the beginning. Yeah. Like that this was sort of just how you have operated in the world. Is that
1: yeah, accurate? Really- I think you nailed it, yes. I think you <laughs> were exactly, that's that's completely right. Because, you know, as I said, I had no clue. I was really ignorant about it completely until mm. I came to Belgrade after the accident, after everything happened. And I was like, like, I'm talking to you now, talking about, to my friends about all the amazing things I've seen around the world, where I played, who I toured with, you know, uh, from recording, you know, from which series my music ended up in. And and they were like, and telling them, they were like, so how did you do this? How did you end up here? How did you end up playing with this person? And I would say, well, I just, I just saw them and I just say, hey, I just, to myself, I said, oh, I wish this person can hear me play. Oh, I wish. And then from wish, I would, it would become like, I will do it. I will do it. I want them to see me play. And from there, I said, I want to play with them. You know, and, they said, and my friend Boris, by the way, he said, well, you know, there's a thing called, there's a whole science, there's a whole magic behind you saying it's called law of attraction. And he gave me a book and, the, and then I read it and I was just like, I recognized, like you say, my second nature in a way, you know? So, yeah. and it was really like kind of a moment of clarity. I was like, wow, it's like. Know, catharsic in a way <laughs> hmm.
0: <laughs> so okay can you give me a specific example of like so you you mentioned okay i i saw this performer and i thought oh i wish I this person could hear me play okay this person is going to hear me play um can you give me a specific example of a time when that happened
1: well okay if, uh I, i'll start with angelina Jolie. you know i remember my mom saying well, all your life, you, 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 you were in love with her. You had her, you know, you would like to see her in magazines and movies. Now, come on, go talk to her, because I spoke to my mom on the phone when I was in a, because my mom was an actress and a journalist after, she was like, so when I worked with Angelina Jolie, uh, you know, we spent like seven days in Budapest, and she would like, like, she would talk to me in, in moments of in breaks, you know, while we had the breaks and the shooting, and then she would say, she would talk to me about my career. And she actually, it was also amazing talking to Angelina and Julia about my own life you know, because she was quite <laughs> impressed about the stories about my mom, about my life and what I've done here and there. So she's one of the examples, you know. I could only dream about working with, with such a, you know, But how did great, you get to work with woman? her in the first place? Well, exactly. This is another really crazy thing, More crazy moment where I, a friend of mine uh, uh, when I were invited, well, he was invited to this audition and, you know, they, uh, it was about... Just improvisation, you know. And he said, "Oh well, you know, I'm I'm, I'm an actor, well, but I'm a musician as well. And my friend Tom, doing and his son as well, Yehan, are doing. The, we're you know we're having a band together. So if you wanna you know check our music, you know you can hear what we do. So but he didn't know that it was Angelina Jolie's uh, uh, audition. It was for her film. Huh. So well, later on when we when we talked. Uh, he was like, well, you know, they, you know, who knows, you know, they might call us or not. And after two weeks, I had a phone call from uh, one of the top casting agents in plan plant called Gail Stevens and asking me if I want to be in Angelina Jolie's movie, uh, if I want to be part of the soundtrack. <laughs> so I, I literally kind of pinched myself and I couldn't believe. Uh, and then yeah, it was less, less than two, three weeks that we ended up with Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt in Budapest working together. Another person that I would mention in this kind of, you know, my, my you know, uh, achieving this, the goal of working with all these people is, I guess, Jules Holland, because uh, I, I love his show. And he was always one of these figures that I admire for, not only for his piano ability, but also for the chances he's giving to young musicians and new bands, you know, in his TV mm. show. Because it was, it's, it was a known fact that there's your career before and after playing Jules Holland's show right because you have to obviously you know your your phone's going to ring and you're going to get signed and you know so yeah playing with him was one of the major major moments of my, my career i guess especially when sold out royal Albert hall in london and um, and you know i don't know these there's plenty of, of examples you know like <laughs> you know like it's just it's just the, you know i need to get back into that kind of focus you know, I think maybe I should say mm-hmm. it publicly now, and that could maybe, maybe could work on my law of attraction. Now, <laughs> uh, we we recorded in London, uh, 2013. Jack's Savarez's album called uh, "Before the Storm." Now, at the same time, Lana Del Rey was recording in London, the same studio. So she, mm-hmm. we met briefly with the band, and she she was there. We said hello, and then now when I came to San Diego like, well, a couple of months ago, her only gig in the whole States at the time was San Diego. So I missed the chance to meet her, That well, to talk to her that night. And, but um, it's definitely on my so-called, I don't have a list, but, you know, it's one of my, not dreams, but one of my plans to kind of get, I mean, it's not a plan. It's like, I think my sound and my style and guitar, or double bass, but especially guitar, would suit her, her music because it's very cinematic. Mm. It's very kind of 60s, you know, has a kind of vibrato, twin peaks kind of Angelo Badalamenti slash David Lynch sound. You know, that kind of you know. I think so. Yeah, I think I could work. I, I wouldn't mind playing guitar for her. Let's put it that way.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So how how are you going to go? So like, apart from just putting it out into the universe and saying, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I would really like to make this happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a plan? Like, of w- course. like how are you planning
1: well, they- to approach? i don't, i don't want i don't want to meet i don't want you to think and, and you know everybody who's listening to us now thinking that this is all i 'm saying is just so so like I have with a magic wand i 'm going oh I'm, I want this thing's going to happen there's a tons of heavy and serious hard work behind it, of course, yeah. so as I said you know it's there's practicing of course, you have to keep fit with your instrument you have to you know be socialized you have to you know that's that's a homework that 's like a must in my 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 business so i mean as much as i there's like a love hate relationship and what I do you know with the music industry because it 's a very backstabbing industry uh you know you have to know certain rules and you know who have to, you know have to know who to contact who to call you know how to approach these people so yeah there's a whole whole different thing and and i'm i i did not mm. talk about that because i guess that's boring you know kind of talking about <laughs> the romantic side of it and the kind of you know glorifying it more it's, it's it's i think it's more interesting but yeah i can we, we can talk about all the hard work i put into it and how the you know that's 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 uh you know it's a it's a part of me it's, it's you have to do it otherwise yeah
0: i mean i think it's it's that, that's the big mystery right yeah. and and for people who are wanting to build this kind of career for themselves oh yeah uh,
1: yeah especially you know, for young like, people how I, yeah how
0: do i figure that, right like like you were talking about you have to know who to talk to and yes and, uh you know all that kind of stuff like how do you learn those things do you just learn those yeah, things by I, I think
1: you were born I, I remember being
0: around yeah you know
1: what i remember what <laughs> i remember one sentence One close friend of mine in London said to me, and he wasn't very prone to giving compliments, right? It wasn't really his thing. But he told me one thing, and he said to me, I admire you for one thing. And I said, what? He said, you know how to present yourself. Mm. He said to me, you know how to, in five minutes, come to someone and give them a, you know, let them know who you are, what you did, who you worked with, and make them interested. So I guess, and this, I had no clue, because you know, you don't know yourself from from that yeah. that perspective. You cannot be objective about yourself at all. I, at, at certain situations, particularly this kind of situation, I just know that it's natural for me. It's not like I went to a course or a school to how to approach people or learn books about it. No, read books. It's just, you know, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of natural because I am sociable. I, I love hanging around with, with like-minded people, if you want. And you know, and, yeah. and so I, you know, and that's what kind of brings results. Uh, apart from, mm. as I said, especially for the young musicians out there now, I, you know, I want to sound like a wise man now, a wise old man. There's a lot to work. Don't think that it's easy at all. It's horrible. It's hard. It's, it can be disappointing, very disappointing. It's painful. Lots of tears, lots of uh, disappointment, but you know, once you achieve something and it, it can be better than anything you can imagine. And it will mm. be better. And that's why, again, I'm saying it's, it's you, know, uh, you know, just do it, you know. The, you know if you want to try, go all the way, you know. Like, that, like Charles Bukowski said in his great poem. You know, do, do, go all the way. It can mean freezing on a park bench. It can mean jail, derision. It can be mockery isolation, you know, that's what he says, and I'm completely, that's one of my favorite fo- poems, because everything he said there, it's completely true. So, yeah, I guess that the advice to, the, to all the young people out there who are trying, you know, not not don't give up, because, you know, there's so many beautiful things in doing what you like, doing what you love, and, you know, that closes to that the living a dream, because, you know, the whole point of of our existence is to to, you know, to turn our our, our work into our passion and vice versa, I guess. (laughs) Mm,
0: Yeah. I mean, and it sounds like for you, this is so much your, your lifeblood, like you living and breathing music and, uh, your excitement about it drives you to, uh, do things like, not sleep for three days and learn how to play the standing bass. Yeah, exactly. Um but also to but also to be really excited when you're engaging in conversation with people and and uh yeah. just ask curious questions yeah that's um, true i mean I, I think that that's something that I, a lot of people can sort of get in their own way about where maybe they're really excited but then uh they sort of second guess themselves or they think oh like this person won't be interested in me. Right. Uh, you know, why do I even bother approaching exactly. them? Exactly. And it sounds like you don't have a lot of those hang-ups. No. Uh, like, because, you, yeah,
1: you're right. Because, what? because, right. You know, for, I give you an example, you know, who would have guessed that Angelina Jolie, I'm coming back to her because she really impressed me. She's really one amazing figure and uh, probably one of the most amazing people I ever met. And, uh, she, you know, she comes to you, she talks to you, and she's not looking through you. She really, li- she's really, really listening mm-hmm. to you. And she, you know, so she, she's not one of those, you know, people who think, what, what, why, what would I have to tell her? Why would she have the reason to listen to me at all? Well, no, you know, you, you know, approach her, talk to her. Well, I'm just, if you're, you know, not don't grab her on a suite, or you know, I'm talking about like if you have a chance to be in a in a, in a company of her or somebody. Like that, you know, has somebody who can help you, who who is in your brand, you know, in your kind of work, line of work, you know, just you know, don't be aggressive, of course. I, I'm not talking in, a, you know, and not bragging and trying to overdo it, of course. I think that's a very, it's a thin line between, you know, trying too hard and just being yeah. very, very, you know. But I think, I think that's something that you don't really learn. I think it's just trying to be yourself and, you know show these people that you're really passionate about what you do. And I think some of them I get interested in and some of them I help you out, you know, you know, some of them I want to work with you. That's what I mean. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and on the flip side of that, uh, some people might get interested and some people might, uh, want to work with you. And on the flip side, some people will not be interested. Exactly. Um, and, And you have to sort of learn to, be okay with the people oh yeah totally you have to because yeah, yeah. ultimately you'll get to the ones that are yeah
1: exactly and, and it doesn't don't get me wrong I'm not talking about you know I'm not going around pulling people uh, sleeves hey hey listen to me I'm Tom Benson I'm no it's completely you know it's, it's uh, to this day and age I guess you know having a little business card you know you just meet somebody you have a little chit chat with them you give them your card you know now with all Instagram and Facebook and stuff it's so easy for people to kind of hook up and see you know if they want to if you they have interest in you or something and you know so I think like minded people creative people passionate people they recognize each other you know that's a certain, yeah. that's I always believe that that you know people find each yeah. other, same like animals, you know, like always believe that animals find you, you know like every dog I have, every cat I have, they kind of came to me you know on the street, they choose mm. you you know so it's a kind of, it's a, tra- That's awesome. it's attraction. It's also sort of an attraction, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Tom, it's been such a pleasure chatting with you. Um, before we wrap up, can you just share, where can people find you if they want to uh, see some of your work and learn more about who you are? Yeah, of
1: course. Um, well, like the usual you know, like, uh, I have my Instagram page, which is uh, just Tom Benison. Uh It's a, uh, yeah. Uh, or my Benz, benzon cat is my is my instagram uh, nickname and then i have a facebook just tom benzon uh, dot nine, or if you just put tomislav tom benzon on facebook it's my fan page which i'm ashamed but i'm not using it at all so it's i should really work on it so yeah and then uh, yeah. on fa- on youtube people can see most of my work i mean there's a page called, on youtube it's, it's a page called tom benzon with various bands and, you know, okay. people can see the work I've done with Congo Fate Hillers from London, with Coyote from Croatia, with Jack Savoretti, with Jules Holland, with the, uh, you know, also soundtrack with Angelina Jolie, and also some, some American bands here. So yeah, it's like uh, YouTube is, uh, it's a great little tool, I guess, yeah.
0: Yeah, awesome. So definitely check out Tom's work online. Um, thank you so much, Tom, it's, it's been a pleasure. It's
1: been a pleasure, Dana, thank you very much
0: thank you so much for listening to everyday creative people if you enjoyed today's show please take a moment to subscribe to future episodes and rate the podcast leave a comment and tell a friend drop me a note on facebook at dina adriance coaching and join the community over in the creative playground facebook group i'd love to hear from you See you again next Monday, same bat time, same bat channel.